Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of Last Minute Thoughts. This is Steel Curtain Network editor Dave Schofield coming at you Sunday morning. It's game day. The Steelers are kicking off at 1 p.m. when God intended NFL football to be played. They are back home at the friendly confines of Acrisure Stadium. And I am obviously recording this the night before. Actually, it's getting pretty close to midnight. It's almost the day of where I'm recording it, but I've I've got to get this done and get to bed because I'm heading out to Pittsburgh bright and early. I will be at the game today. I'm looking forward to it. We'll see how it all plays out. But as I said, the Steelers are back. It's 1 o'clock kickoff. This could be their final 1 o'clock kickoff of the season. What? What am I saying? That's right. This is the last time they're scheduled to kick off at 1 o'clock all the way up through week 17 and week 18 is to be determined because they play the Baltimore Ravens. We'll see when that game time actually is. But, hey, after this, the Steelers play Thursday night. They play back-to-back Saturdays. Then they have uh, an afternoon game uh, in, in Seattle. But let's not worry about those. Let's appreciate what the Steelers have coming up today because this one is the one that they need. The rest of those don't matter. They need to take care of business this time. All right, so the Steelers... For those of you that aren't going to be at the stadium, which is probably a good bit of you, this game is on CBS, not a large coverage for this one. And for the first time in a month, it's not going to be Ian Eagle and Charles Davis calling the game. It's going to be, who who is it anyway? It's Kevin Harlan and Trent Green will be calling this one, but it's not a very big color on the map. If you need to know if you get the game or not, check out Steel Curtain Network. As of 7 a.m., there will be the distribution map right there. I will tell you, you're talking about um, the state of Pennsylvania, the state of Ohio, the state of West Virginia. Believe it or not, a lot of Virginia. And there's a different game that it says there for Maryland, but that's because a lot of people in Maryland have two different CBS stations. So there's a Baltimore and a D.C. station. So I'm not sure one of those, I think the Baltimore one, is going to carry the Steelers, just not the D.C. But that area of the country – is going to see the game. The Northeast, no, no, bottom line, the state of Arizona, and not even the whole state um, will get it. Otherwise, you're probably going to be looking for other ways to, to watch the game, whether you have Sunday ticket or or other means of, of trying to catch the game. But make sure you can check that out at, at uh, steelcurtainnetwork.com. Huh. So... Let's get into this matchup. Sometimes when the Steelers, I like it when they're underdogs. This time they definitely are not. As of right now, the Pittsburgh Steelers are six and a half point favorites at home with an over under of 41 for this game. So expected more points in the last couple of weeks, but the Steelers six and a half point favorites. We'll see how it plays out to me. I don't care about covering the spread. I care about winning the game. Now, another interesting factor that's really up in the air is the weather for the game today. Because now remember, I'm I'm, I'm bringing this to you very late Saturday night, almost Sunday morning. And here's the forecast right now for for Pittsburgh. This is according to to weather.com. This is what it says for the day. It says cloudy with showers, thunder possible. That thunder possible just came up within the last couple hours. Um, high of 56, wind southwest 10 to 20 miles an hour. They'll be picking up as the game goes on. And the chance of rain is 80%. 
But if you look at the hourly, the big chance of rain, it's overnight. It's overnight that it's it's going to rain overnight in Pittsburgh. Uh, that's just just what's going on. I think it's like 97% at 5 a.m. Um, so lots of rain in the morning. But there's a chance it could clear up around 10 a.m. And then it's hit or miss the rest of the day. Where with with, with when you look at the hourly, I mean, it's like 47% chance it kick off 53 at 2 o'clock. So it's, it's really 50-50. And I would not be shocked if by the time you're actually listening to this podcast, if this has changed one way or the other. So in other words, there's a chance it could be rain during the game or they could completely miss it. We'll just have to tune in and see. Or for someone like me who needs to know, got to take my rain gear just in case. All right, so that's the weather, which could be a factor. It sh- it'll be a wet field because it's going to be it's going to have rained. Um, so that that'll come in into a factor. The only question is if it will be actively raining. All right, I'm going to go ahead and 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 take the break. We'll come back, hit the injury report, the injury news, and some final thoughts um, as for this um, AFC NFC showdown. So stick around. We'll be right back. All right, Steeler fans, let's roll on and just get some of these last-minute thoughts. All right, the injury report, quite lengthy when it comes to the Arizona Cardinals. The Steelers, they have one player who was questionable. That's Montrevious Adams. Again, he's questionable. He's not ruled out. But he was a full participant on Wednesday and Thursday, but then he was only limited on Friday, so he was still questionable. I wouldn't be shocked if the Steelers give him one more week. Because then the question is, who do they have inactive? I mean, it's not like it's a big drop-off uh, with their other players available, um, but we'll just have to see how that plays out. Now, the big questions really come with the Arizona Cardinals. On Friday, they ruled out four players, cornerback uh, Antonio Hamilton with a groin, cornerback uh, Starling Thomas, the fifth – uh, with an ankle, offensive lineman Elijah Wilkinson with a neck, wide receiver Mike Michael Wilson with a shoulder were all ruled out. Then they had six players who were questionable. Uh, safety Joey Blunt with a knee, wide receiver Marquise Brown. That's going to be the big one to look at with a heel. Um, to talk about him for a second, he kind of followed uh, – almost followed what he did the week before. He has not practiced all week. The week before, he didn't practice until Friday, was limited, and then still played. But he did not get to practice at all this week. I wouldn't be shocked if he doesn't play. Uh, Tight end Trey McBride with a groin is questionable. Uh, Wide receiver Zach Pascal for personal reasons is questionable. Don't know what's going on there. Um, Defensive lineman Kevin Strong with an E is questionable. And the other one, it might be be the biggest one of them all, safety Jalen Thompson with ribs is questionable. Now, he was limited on Friday uh, and on Thursday after not practicing Wednesday. So got to see what's going on with him. So we'll get those inactives about 90 minutes before kickoff. That'll be real interesting to see. Other than the news on Saturday, now, believe it or not, there was not much news Cardinals-wise actually from the Cardinals. Um, For the Steelers, they did elevate a player. They elevated a linebacker. They couldn't elevate Tyreek Campbell because he used his three elevations. Yeah, they maybe could have elevated Miles Jack. I don't know that he's ready. Don't know that he's worth it. And he's not a special teams guy. 
If you're going to have a fourth linebacker, you're going to want him to play some special teams. Tariq Campbell didn't play at all on defense. He just played special teams um, and was there just in case. So the Steelers elevated – I'm going to mess up his first name, but I'll do my best – Kyron Johnson. I don't know if it's Kyron, Kyron. Um, I'm going with Kyron. Uh, he was um, a six-round pick of the, of the Eagles last year in 2022, played 16 of their 17 games last year, pretty much just on special teams. So he's more of a special teams guy. He, guy. He's been with the Steelers in the practice squad since the second week of October. So he's been there the longest. To me, this says that Blake Martinez is not going to be active, most likely. Um, that's why you make this elevation. Remember, he's a guy that had to go to the 53 because he came from another team's practice squad. He just might not be ready with everything that um, of what he needs for the Steelers. Um, so we'll see how that that shapes out. Now, for the Cardinals, here was uh, this was reported that this was their moves. That it says they promoted wide receiver Dan Chisna. That sounds familiar. Yes, he was with the Steelers before for, uh, to the roster from the practice squad. That means. That wasn't an, that looks like it's not an elevation that that was a signing. They must have had a spot available. Um and that they elevated defensive lineman Phil Hoskins and cornerback um Devad Wilson, I guess it's Devad, uh D I V A A D. Devade. Ah, probably Devade if it's a double A. I don't know. Here we go. Getting getting some English and grammar lessons here this morning. Um so that's really all that that, that came from the Cardinals and that wasn't even from the team itself. Um, so it's very interesting that, you know, they didn't report a story or anything on these elevations. So, uh, I just had to go and find what I could. They may have even changed some of the statuses of, of players. Um, but I, I couldn't get it confirmed for sure. And I like to stick to what the Cardinals or well, in this case, the Cardinals, what the Steelers opponents, they officially say from their team. Uh, this wasn't reported by the Cardinals, but the Cardinals actually uh, retweeted that tweet about those moves. So that's why I went with them, um, that those were the moves that they made. Whew, okay, so that's that's stuff going on with the roster. Now let's just talk about, about like X-Factor, some keys to victory, things like that. I know for the X-Factor article later today, Jeff Hartman, he, he always sticks to the offensive side, so I always go defense. His X factor is the red zone offense. I think that's a good choice. The Steelers moved the ball last week, did a great job, continued to run well, really improved in the passing game. One for four in the red zone. So they need to get more efficient there. To me, I'd almost say you can't have it all the very first game when you had the switch. That's one and two. People are like, oh, the Bengals, they're such a bad defense. The Bengals are a bad defense when it comes to yardage, not so much when it comes to points. They actually do a nice job of keeping teams to lower points, kind of like what the Steelers do. So the fact that the Steelers struggled in the red zone, couldn't finish it off, didn't score a lot of points, kind of fits what the what the Bengals do. What they and you know, and that's what they played last week. This week, got to be better in the red zone. The Cardinals are one of the worst teams in the NFL when it comes to surrendering points. So the Steelers must make them pay. So I think Jeff was, you know, hit the hit the nail on the head with that one. I went for defense. I went Mika Fitzpatrick because he's coming back. The Steelers' defense has done statistically better over the last six games. Yes, uh, and Miss and Fitzpatrick missed four of them completely and most of the fifth one. So you're like, were they really a better defense? Well, 
the guys that were filling in, you know, even though they lost Keanu Neal, they lost Elijah Riley, but the other guys that were filling in filled in adequately. So I think the Steelers are now going to, to, to be in a situation where they could be even better um, in, in the secondary. So I, and, and Mickey Fitzpatrick doesn't have any interceptions this season. Coming back to see how he fits in now uh, with, with the players that they have that had to play without him, it's going to be real, real interesting to see how they use him and, and, and how this is going to work. And uh, I'd love to see him get a big splash play in this game. So, so we'll just have to see. To me, but the, the keys to victory here is stay focused on the task at hand. It is really easy. I know Steelers fans are looking at this. Oh, they play the Cardinals. Oh, they, it's a short week. Don't go looking ahead to the short week. He, the Steelers have already, within the last seven seasons, they've already had a real big one where people are like, oh, they were looking ahead to the Patriots. Yes, I'm talking about the playoffs, the 2017 season. But people were saying how they were looking ahead and not staying focused. Well, the, I, it's not like the Patriots are that that formidable of opponent this year. But you do have a short week. Don't look ahead on the short week. Take care of business. Don't drop this game. This can't be one of those games that, that the Steelers drop. And you're like, well, if only they would have won that one, they'd have been in a much better place. Yes, this is an opportunity to make up a game in the win column on the Ravens who are leading the division because they're on by. So the question is, after this game, are the Steelers going to be one game back or are they going to be two? So take care of business at home. Keep running the ball. Do what you've been doing. This is a game that you, that the importance of it to me is to show that you are going to keep doing your thing. You can't have a lapse in there. The Steelers have to be a team now that they hit December. They are on the rise and are keep rising. You've, it, losing this game would be a huge setback. This is not one. That, that I mean, that you're expected to to lose. I mean, my goodness, you're almost a touchdown favorite. Get it done. I'm ready to get it done. I'm not going to be sitting on my couch. I'm going to be sitting in section 122. I'm going to have my oversized terrible towel. I'm going to be going crazy. Honestly, I'd be kind of bummed because this uh, this is my going to be my daughter's first regular season game. I've taken her to the preseason uh, years ago, but. Steelers put it away so much we don't even get a renegade. You know, it, it, I, they won't play renegade till the fourth quarter, and I would prefer this game to be out of hand by then. That would be really nice. But every time I expect that is when the Steelers either win one in a nail-biter or even possibly drop it. So uh, don't, don't take it for granted. Get out there. Take care of business. And we will continue to bring you all the business. You'll have a post-game show with Jeff Hartman and Brian Anthony Davis. I will obviously be at the game. I might try to check in if everything works out with the with the connection of everything. Try to check in briefly um, after the game, during the post-game show. You're also going to get a recap of Mike Tomlin's press conference. And then we're going to roll in probably another slightly compressed schedule. This is not our first rodeo uh, in 2023 when it comes to the Steelers playing on Thursday. So that's kind of what we'll be able to expect there uh, with our podcast, but make sure you're checking them all out, checking out steelcurtnetwork.com. There should, you know, I'm, I'm kind of bummed. I'm not going to be in, in, in the game day thread because there's some really good discussion and everything that goes on uh, very civil 
a, a great place to be if you just want to kind of, you know, stay. If you if you don't like the the emotional, crazy takes on social media, go to steelcurtnetwork.com during the game and jump in into the threads. It's going to be a, a much different feeling than what you would get other places. So, ooh, let's get this win and get ready for a short week. Don't worry about the short week. Win first. Win first. And as I always say, to close these out, go Steelers.